Robots Radio presents... Today's chat is brought to you by the support of all our Twitch subscribers. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through the Twitch platform, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a subscriber of the FFC and gaining access to some exclusive features over in the Discord server, please be sure to visit our Twitch account and click on the subscribe button. If you're an Amazon Prime member, remember that you do have a free subscription to Twitch every month that can be used for this. And for those of you who are already subscribers, thank you again for your generosity. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on January 8th, 2021, over on twitch.tv slash Chat as we continue our discussion over the Deep Stone Crypt Raid. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the advanced session of the week's exploration. Congratulations to those who have signed up for a deeper dive. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 and this is the I will not sing anymore on the show for fear of DMCA green-eyed music lover. <laughs> this is still hey it's orchid. I don't have anything. <laughs> we were talking about my DMCA strike that I had on Twitter last week and it was really sad. Yeah. <laughs> Great start to an episode, but yeah, I'm still not fired by the ta- way. You're still no. you're still not fired. It's Chat no. has DMCA, chat, chat has DMCA approved struck, that, but not fired. So things are moving in this in this show notes, they're and moving. I don't know where they're. I don't uh, know what so yeah, on? no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just I'm just prepping Orchid for her special announcement slash weekly shill. Oh okay. <laughs> if you'd be so kind as to visit thelornetwork.com. Uh, where you can find us alongside many impressive lore content creators and also let us know your thoughts on the weekly lore roundups, both on YouTube and the podcast lore roundups. You can find both of those on Twitter, um, tweeted by at the lore network or at focused fire chat. Um, also please remind, or I am reminding you to please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Shut up, Blue. Um, Please where remind Orchid to leave a five-star review. I have already left a five-star iTunes. review a long time ago, and then Blue <laughs> found it and read it to me, and it was very embarrassing. Oh, that's adorable. Uh-huh. Um, so please leave us a five-star review over that. on iTunes. It helps us so other people can find the podcast, and so other people can enjoy the lore that we talk about every single week. So that would really help us a lot. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Yep. So we're gonna do a podcast on the raid, right? Yes. We're gonna So the gonna podcast the podcast on the raid that we did earlier was not a podcast on the raid, but what happens around the raid. So now we're gonna do this the podcast on the raid and I'm not gonna talk. You're gonna talk a little oh, bit. That's fair. Okay. If you ask really nicely, <laughs> I'll talk a little bit. Okay. I'm asking nicely. Talk a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the raid starts out where you have to... You're in... what? What's that? The north area on the map. It's the... Eventide. Like, by Bunker 15. Uh, what? Eventide Ruins. 
Yeah, the raid kicks off there, and you basically have to fight your way past a few captains that are a little bit overpowered, and then you eventually make your way to a platform that has a few pikes and this bubble. (laughs) And when you leave the bubble, the bad things start to happen. (laughs) Unless you know the glitch. And then nothing happens, and it's fine. You can just go get the uh, sparrow real easy easy peasy. But I don't know if they actually got rid of that glitch. They did not. You can still do it. Ah. Yeah. (gasps) The bubble, the bubble is similar do to, I know how to the do, yeah. exo simulation for survival, right? What's that? Yeah. It's yeah, it's yeah. the same tick as what you have in the exo simulation. Okay, so bubble, when you're bubble doing in a blizzard, got it. Freezing. Yeah, so you have to go from bubble to bubble. You defeat enemies as you get to the bubbles, and then you're you're finding your way through a wasteland that is very clouded, fogged over. Until you find the front door to the Deepstone Crypt. Mm -hmm. And that is basically the first Mm -hmm. encounter. So it's essentially, it's just the goal is to work from bubble to bubble, um, avoiding the Mm -hmm. storm. Um, There are icebergs that you have to jump over Mm -hmm. uh, just to reach the end. Um, Each bubble has a buff in it. See, I prepared myself Mm -hmm. for this called Shelter. You did. From the storm. Yeah. And um, you get the Frostbite debuff. You can actually get it, um, you can cheese it if you get the pike and you set it right outside the bubble and kind of, like, hop on on it and then kind of, like, jump in and out of the bubble a little bit until you kind of, like, fool it into thinking that you're still in the bubble. (laughs) And then jump out and then you still, yeah, then you won't have the debuff when you jump out of the bubble. Um, You can also have the debuff or you can still you can cheese it and then just take your own sparrow and not take the pike and then have your teammate go back and have them just bring all the pikes so you don't have to and then you can get retro causality because that is what you get in the end if you bring all six pikes to the end mm-hmm. which, is, which is the sparrow right mm-hmm. it's a pretty yeah. um neat little sparrow actually and the lore mm-hmm. on it is really cool yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, how do you how do you know that the lore on it's really cool, Orchid? Because we did the lore in a little lore episode on Guardians of Lore, the <laughs> other lore podcast that I am on. Which you should totally go listen to because it's actually is that the one that had um, Mrs. Hyman? That on is it? the one that we had Mrs. Hyman on. It was yeah. our New Year's episode. Yes, she was trash. Just- <laughs> it was pretty. It was fun. It, it was, was fun. Very to fun. To. We don't have Mrs. Hyman on often enough after they left. Yeah. yeah. So, I was going to have her back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the first encounter is just finding the Deepstone Crypt and making your way through the frozen wastelands of Europa with really no guide except for maybe seeing the bubble from a distance. But mm-hmm. you're, there's a storm going on the entire time. You're going to be taking dis- damage most of the time unless you get the cheesy buff. And then you end up outside of the Deepstone Crypt, which, fun fact, this is the actual beginning of the raid. Mm-hmm. It is also the ending of the raid location. This is true. Spoilers. 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 Spoilers? Is it spoilers, though? If, like... Kind of, I mean, 
if they've never ran the raid like blue, they wouldn't know that you go to the same place at the end. This is true. You just get there so you much go in a quicker. full circle, is what you're saying. Yeah, but you got to go no, to space to no. make the circle, though. So I don't <laughs> you know if it's really a circle if you're going to space and, and then coming back. Up, crash. <laughs> is it a circle of spaces involved? Yes, it's just a three dimensional circle. I, you know, it's more it's of like a, sphere. a triangle. It's oh, it's like a pyramid. A, <gasps> no. <laughs> a ship. This is, maybe. This is why is I'm not allowed to talk when we're talking mechanics. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Uh, Viru and I have decided that the the explanation for the entire process that you just explained is that the guardians are the tapioca bubbles and bubble tea that the fallen are trying to drink, and then we have to survive to get to the end of that circ that's that area. But there's no straw. That's because that's true. There's no straw in this. They're just trying analogy. to drink us. They're they're not. They're oh, they're they're heathens. Awkward. They're heathens. On so um, many. If levels. we're exos, because we're already full of like the the ganked up vex juice. So does that like? Does that mean that they're trying to drink our insides? Radiolarian tapioca. There is technically mm. a recipe for it. Tangy. Maybe. The pikes are the straw. Yeah. The pikes are the straw. The pikes are not a straw. The pikes are a vehicle. <laughs> this is why also I'm not allowed to talk is because I derail mechanic talks. You broke everything. We're going on to the next part. This is The next part is disabling the crypt security. She's Louise. Oh, this, this, is, is actual... this is an important part, too, because this ties into what we were talking about earlier in the last episode. Uh, the de- So when we, when we deactivate the security... Um, that's what actually starts triggering the the release of different areas within the normal playscape. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This is true. Within the uh, that security area, when you're first doing the what are they called? The buffs, the augments. They're augments. You get two different choices for augments in that area. You have the scanner, and you have the what's the red one? Um, you have a scanner and operator. Operator, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, scanner can see where the operator needs to shoot. Operator can actually affect the thing. Mm-hmm. You have to basically manage locations of... Because the, the operator has to go downstairs where nobody else can go. And the scanner has to stay upstairs and pass the scanner scanning augment back and forth between the two areas and then you eventually have to take out these tesla coils is what they remind me of i don't they're know if fuses. that's actually what they are they're fuses yeah. oh, they're tesla ish take out the three fuses on each side and then you are good to go into the next area it's the basic mechanic that you're going to use through the entire raid is the passing of these augments mm-hmm. and managing them right um any yeah you actually um you can actually see through all these little uh windows that are in the floor to be able to call out which ones mm-hmm. are which when you're mm-hmm. um up above but you'll be splendid two teams of well, a team of two three. and a team of three because one person has to be downstairs so yep. that's pretty much it that i mean yeah that one's pretty easy 
And as far as lore goes, lore starts showing up after this. Uh-huh. I think the first, the first Scannibal, I think, is after this. The one with Elsie. Uh, I believe yeah. so. Yep, Blue's yeah. Blue's signaling to me via chat that hidden data log. Oh, Green's on top of it. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just trying to be unobtrusively is, helpful as I possibly can. Is it the one that you do? You have them in order here. In uh, show notes. I have them in order on the mind map, so it makes me want to say yes. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. ALB okay. is the first one that I. Okay. I think I think that's the first one. Pretty sure it is. Yes, this is this is in the order that I f- saw them in, like when I was when I was okay. looking them up, watching someone who did the did a, a video of the d- different ones to get the transcript of them. Um, mm-hmm, this was the mm-hmm. order in which they found them, so I'm assuming that it's the order in which they are discovered. Um, if not, we apologize in advance, and we will. Yeah, if not, please let me know and I'll update my notes on yep. the map and on the notes so that because I mean, yeah, it, I I have ALB, WIB, ANB, SCB, and then CLB are the, mm-hmm. is the order that I have them in. Um, yes, there's one on the Dooms reminding that there's one out in the storm, so we're gonna have two that we can go over now. Yeah, okay, so maybe ALB is out in the storm? It's possible. I'm not sure. We're going to go through all yeah. of them at any point. We're just going to kind of s- s- scatter them out a bit, because there's one out by the rock off to the right before... You have to veer off to the right to get the lore, but you have to go left to actually follow the path. And... Um... ALB says, and so here I am again in this damn crypt. I told myself I would never return, but I have to do it. I have to. Fun note, all of these are, excuse me, are done in Elsie's voice. These are all by her, Mm -hmm. whether or not it's Elsie 1 or Elsie whatever number we're at now. That was an interesting theory that I saw. But um, Blue has a note in here on who is ALB. Does it stand for Alton Bray? Do you want to expand on that? Your theory on I, these I have, all being related? No, to like this literally, race? that's that's me asking because I have no idea. That's the only difference in the designations. They all start with DSC dash seven 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 dash, and then every single one of them has a different three letter um, tag. Uh, again, it's mm-hmm. ALB, WIB, ANB, SCB, and CLB. Um, mm-hmm. Given, like, I mean, I, I'll be honest, they are so they are so sparse that like I don't have any connections. Um, the only thing I could come up with is that all of them end with B. So I was like, okay, well, maybe it's Braze. Um, that is in Elsie's voice. Uh, so. E B is the is one of the few that is not listed, um, and so I just kind of was going through the the known family tree of the Braves that we have. Um, you know, Alton is Alton is A L. I mean, this is me literally guessing. W I is Willa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have Anna, uh, Sylvie, and Clovis. Um, but again, there's no. There's no connection. Never made it to Europa. 
Alton was never on Europa that we know of because he was, he never was in charge of the to. moon. He was never invited to Europa. That is correct. Um, I don't know if I feel comfortable agreeing that he never made it because uh, of some of the stuff that Elsie talks to him about in the Deep Stone, in the the gear lore. Alton, Alton is... I like the, the revelation that we get about Alton from the lore gear because Alton is very much more aware of what is going on than we thought. Um, mm-hmm. Like he, he, he gets, he gets what's going on and he, he's not happy about it. Um, but he understands why certain things are being done much more than I think we had the feeling that he, like Alton always struck me as kind of like the lazy kid in the background who was just like, whatever, you know, I'll t-. no, he's actually, um, He's actually got a really important job within the Bray Exo or the Bray Corporation, I, I would argue. Um, but like my my problem here is like when you read the the lines, there's no connection to like why is this all like why is this Alton? Like, there's also no connection really to the placement of where you right. find these. Yeah, I mean no. there there was there was nothing that I could find. Um, the 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 only other thing I had noted was like could uh, we have a note and I tried to find this before uh, we got on and I couldn't. There's a note from Cade about a female EXO who left notes around to help her remember herself remember her past resets. Um, and Cade himself left things to help. I mean, that's where we the get cards. like cards. Yeah. Well, the, and also journals, um, because mm-hmm. he left things like that's the whole theory about Ace, and my interesting theory about Ace um, ties into that. But like, um, like we have examples of Exos leaving touchstones, if you will, to help remind them. So is this something that like? Elsie did like, like did she hide them there for herself um which then ties into the theory that this was the original Elsie uh Elsie one that did this because we know that Elsie one was the exo form that tried to blow up everything and got in trouble <laughs> she got a aerial strike called down on her by Clovis um so that would be you know, again, that would explain why these data logs are where they are. But again, like I, I don't, given the context that I have currently access to, I don't see the placement of these different pieces of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Arca, do you want to read the second one real quick before we go on with the a tracks? I would love to. So the next one is DSC-777-WIB. Turns out he had plans of his own to keep running it himself, because of course he did. Seems like Elsie's a little mad about Clovis Mm -hmm. doing his thing. Well, that feeds into... WIB is Willowbray. Yeah, that feeds into the theory that this is Elsie 1, because the reason she was trying to blow everything up was because she was pissed at what she'd found out about Clovis. Right. Hmm. Do we have a tie-in for Willa on it, then? No. Other than, other, other than WIB. 
again, yeah, this is just me guessing. Like, I'm like, I have no idea. It might just be like a wink and a nod to like the rest of the family members, right? That's that's kind of what I took it, it as. Looks like at this point, yeah, that's what I took it as. Do but... we have? Do we know why seven seven seven? Besides, it's Bungie's number is the designation. I assumed it was Bungie being cute. Yeah. I did too. Actually. Okay. I mean, okay. DSC. I didn't know if there was no. A legit yeah. DS, thing or not. DSC is you know obviously Deepstone Crypt. Deepstone Crypt. Um, yeah. Seven seven. I I assume I assumed it was Bungie's fascination with seven. Like that's just what I took it as. I, if I'm wrong again, okay. I'm I'm more than open. If anyone has theories on on that, I haven't seen any. Um, more than happy to hear them. Hmm. Cool. Uh, I'm. Uh, it's been a, about a month since I've done the raid, so I'm. Is the next section clarity that we we go to so, before we get to Atrax? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you have to before you after you get through security, you you finally get through and you get into the the darkened passage, <laughs> and you see clarity control, big giant statue. That's breathing. That's that's moving. Or moving. It's moving. It's fluttering in the breeze. Because that's fun. And not nightmare-inducing. Mm-hmm. You can get right up on her, too. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Um, yeah, you can get on top and look down um, on mountainous b- bosoms. Or you can get underneath. And yes, and look up the skirt. Yeah, uh, yep. I did both. Uh, to your left, if you are looking at the statue, you can go into the lab, and you can see the same little artifact that you can find on the moon. The little, like, I called it a basketball the entire time <laughs> during um, Shadow Keep, but the little, like, orb that you can get. I didn't realize that. I missed that. Yeah, that's in there. there. I have a screen cap of it, actually, somewhere on my computer. Oh, it's on my other one that got caught on fire. I don't have it anymore. That's okay. Yeah, my laptop is dead now. Actually, there's also a recording in the Clarity Room that's up on the pipe. Mm -hmm. There is, yeah. That's above. That is the third one. Mm -hmm. And that is A and B, and it says... Not to worry, I'm taking care of it now. In your memory. You have no idea whose memory. <clears throat> yeah, and that that to me was another thing that I was like, well, she was fascinated with Anna and trying to save Anna. So I could But but, but then that but happens then that, after everything. Correct, and that's what I was about to say. But then that flies in the face of this being LC one because that would mm-hmm. not have happened yet. Um, mm-hmm. That's my again. Like I see the theory, but then I have conflicts. I I don't know. Like I I'm again. I'm happy to hear thoughts on that. Um, real quick, just did a really quick Google search. Um, you know, religious wise. 777 is uh, referred to as perfect number, or 7 seven is referred to as a perfect number, 3 being the other perfect number. Um, 
777 represents uh, within Christianity represents the threefold perfection of the Trinity. Um, it also is often contrasted with the supposed number of the beast, if you will. Um, the yeah, seven seraph. Vriru is talking about this in chat. Um, seventh seraph, so biblical fashion of seven seven seven. Yeah, it, it's it, there's there's a couple different like religious things. I think there's a, a tarot meaning of I think it's a significant change. I think is what it is. Um, so I'm, but I'm not a hundred. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that one. Uh, so there, there's a lot of symbolism behind it, uh, but I don't, I don't know technically if that's just it. I, I took it as just Bungie being cute. So, right. Okay. So chat won't be able to see this normal podcast, but in the clarity room, Orchid had just posted a picture of her or somebody's fire team looking at. Oh, it was me. The statue. Is your it was your team? It was yeah. I was um nice. my friend Mikey helped me break into nice. the raid and we screen cap things um separately so, so we could take a peep at stuff. Yeah, there's the symbology all the way through the Clovis Bray facility that has the different parts of the body, the lungs, the um, I think the heart mm-hmm. and it's all like digitized or like broken out to be more like a, a computer chip. The symbology in this room is the, it looks like the mind or cre. would you, would you consider this creation? Cause it's kind of, there's almost that deity rays with around the mind as if it's like the soul or I, I don't know how you would describe it, but it is within this room. Yeah, so what's that that sorry, I was looking up something real quick. Uh Demo Dima Goryevanov is the person who was responsible for the exo like the concept of the exo branding and they have a quote that's was explaining the inspiration to be reminiscent reminiscent of the symbol for infinity to represent exo immortality and the bond between soul and body but at the same time they wanted it to look like a link in a chain. Mm-hmm. So that's where like that that uh, digitization that you were kind of talking about uh, was kind of coming from was the uh, the the logo that's on top of the logbook that we got in the collections edi- collector's edition. Um, that was kind of the the inspiration of that. Uh, it's interestingly enough, it's inspired by Hajima Soriyama, the Aphex Twin, and Y two K visuals. There's really nothing else that happens in this room. It's just really creepy. And there's the one scannable. But after this is Atrax, right? This is the... Yes. (laughs) This is the part where everybody in the raid on day one got angry. (laughs) So, um... So after you go through clarity control, you could, there's a little tiny cutscene where you can smash your face against a window, and then you see, um, you 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 see a track there. I love, I love that see, description. What you smash your face against a window because you got to make him angry because it's like you know knocking on a pet store window to irritate the birds it's or like something. Like a fish tank. Yeah. 
Continue. Yeah, and so you gotta you gotta irritate the 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 Lixney. You gotta get them real excited, and then they you you see stuff happen, and then you have to actually go against Atrax, um, which focuses on actually dealing damage against Atrax's replicants, because of course Atrax can make multiple copies, which is super irritating. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um, it's still but, utilizing the same like scanner and operator mm-hmm. augments that you have. The scanner has to identify which Atrax you're actually going to shoot, attack, makes them glow, and then yeah, it makes them glow yellow. And then the operator shoots the side panels for the air, the the vents, right? Yeah, like you get a they... debuff, um, and so you have to stand in the. You have to stand inside of the um, the vent and then shoot it, and then they go into space, so you don't die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, or you'll wipe and explode. Yep. That buff is that the same buff that happens later on too? Ah, because don't know. Maybe. And you totally glossed over the facts that we see both characters at the right before we fight atrax oh yeah we do because tanix is you're knocking on the glass but this time the the guy inside mm-hmm. knocks back yeah he does and he breaks the glass a little bit yes mm-hmm. that's why it's like it's a, a little st- intimidating or like yeah, a zoo but uh, it's like a gorilla an angry zoo. Yeah, I was an at the angry <laughs> zoo with Tanex. I was at who's the walking. I was at the Omaha Zoo um for I was there for the um the NCAA like baseball championship one year seeing mm-hmm. some friends play and we were like seeing the gorilla and like one came straight at us and I was standing right there and it just like tried to break the glass in my face. It's very scary. Did they're like intimidating. It. They're super powerful. Inti- yeah, they're very scary. <laughs> Did not like it. Man, Atrax okay. is a gorilla. Uh, as far as mechanics go in this area, or just the area itself, it's very. It's segmented. There's two, or three different areas that you're dealing with. You're also dealing with multiple tiers. It's, there's a bottom level and a top level that you're kind of dealing with, jumping around and making sure that you're finding the correct one to shoot. Is this the space that you go to space? This yeah. is the space that Do you go to space. Yeah, you okay. can talk about it. So um, you want to split your team um, into two. And so three pe- three lucky people get to go to space and three lucky people do not. Or unlucky people. So you always want to go to space because that's the fun part. Um, because you get to go in the elevator to space. So the crypt team, um, which the crypt team, which doesn't get to go to space. So the sad team, um, you have to go kill a vandal and you get the what? Time out. The sad team. You do. You do get to go to space. You do, just not yet. So the sad team has to go kill a vandal and you get to steal the operator augment and then you have to put it in a little tube and you send it to space so space team goes and like defeats other things and then they collect scanner and then all this other stuff happens so the scanner finally finds glowy atrax they defeat it and they send it down and then you find glowy atrax and you have to defeat it and it's just kind of like a rinse and repeat thing 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you finally get like the debuff, so one of you have to go to space, so then you can like send it off, um, so you guys don't explode. It's mm-hmm. very, yeah, and it's, then you go back down. So it depends like who wants to go to space. So you get to go. It's kind of a rotating who's going to go to space and who isn't. And some people have different styles with it. I think that's how that's when how I my team's done it, but. I don't oh, really yeah. write. I got so. I got to go to space and stay in space. Mm-hmm. I did. I didn't have to go back and forth. But uh, let's do a quick ad break, real quick, before we move on to one of my favorite parts of the whole mm-hmm. raid. That's my favorite part too. Hmm. Hey there. My name's Jameson, or Big Cat, and I am Brenna, or Mother Goose, and together we are the hosts of the DL weekly gaming news each week we bring you the top stories from last week as well as something you might have missed our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming and every week we have a special guest join us in the chat room where we discuss a different gaming related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60 second download and if that isn't enough we also have slim gyms so come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. And we're back, and we're going to discuss, since we just finished the Atrax portion, Atrax is defeated, mm-hmm. and all of its replicants are disabled. Mm-hmm. And you go outside, and something starts talking to you. That something is... The Clovis AI basically boohooing and saying it's all your fault. He's mm-hmm. not and wrong. Spacewalk with- <laughs> he's he's not wrong that it's all our fault. I mean, <laughs> he's he does it in such a way where you're like, Mm-mm, you're placing way too much blame on me for this. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just I I'm just sitting here going, well, <laughs> we did kind of cause most of this i mean did we though in response to the problem yes it's a very standard guardian response of what there's a problem blow it up yeah i i don't know like though granted i can also see him being extremely drama queen about it too i i definitely can can understand that but i (laughs) I do want to point out that we have blown up multiple PowerPoints with fuses, deactivated security to one of his his bases. He has I mean, slight reason to be a little upset about that. He's got to figure out how to really work with other people, and he's not good about letting people in. Mm-hmm. He's got to let down those walls and let people in blue. Tells of all of that. Gotta let those yeah. walls down. Nope. I mean, I core there's too many. To. There's too um, many Titans supporting them. Yeah, all those dead bodies at the bottom. All those dead bodies at the bottom. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they hold the a walls wall, up. A wall does not keep out the rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Did you see Taylor's response? Yes, it does. <laughs> you built the wall wrong if you did. Anyway, let's continue. Spacewalk. 
Spacewalk. Beautiful music, um, fun little mechanic. There is no gravitational difference, so your your jumps are going to perform the same, but because of the elongation of the jumps, like you have to jump much further, it feels a lot more slow in some ways. I don't think there's any actual change in how the mechanics work. It just feels more spacewalky. What do you think, Orchid? Um, I don't... I always mute him when I do the jumping puzzle because I don't want to hear him talk. <laughs> yeah. Because he ruins it for me. Because I'm like, God, shut your freaking mouth. Shut your rat hole. Shut your rat hole. The... I mean, okay, so chat's right now debating whether it's actually Clovis AI or it's a Clovis assistant AI. Either way, it's the annoying man's voice. Whether or not it's the AI that we wake up or it's the AI in there, I don't remember. But it's the same it's, it's the same month. voice, right? But it's the same okay. voice. It's the same annoying voice and okay. it's the same attitude that you're getting. Yeah. That uh megalomaniac attitude. Mm-hmm. And you have this beautiful jumping through all the things with him just berating you as you're walking along and jumping along and the beautiful music in the background and you find another uh, code in outside before you go into the f- almost last room-ish. The last room of the space station. Yeah. You have to jump back in. There's, um, there is hidden, um, there is a hidden pad that you can get when you're out there on your spacewalk. There is a hidden chest that you can get out there on the spacewalk. There is a spinning doohickey that I call like the dumb halo that I always get hit by like five or six times on the stupid hate like <laughs> spacewalk, and then I just like float down because I'm a warlock, so I just like float slowly to my doom, and it's very poetic and beautiful because like the <laughs> deep stone lullaby is swelling, and I'm like, this is a really beautiful way to die because you just see Jupiter in the I'm background, gonna... and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is the best. You're like, oh, I'm gonna die. This is amazing, and, and then, then you're dead, and you're. Yeah. And everyone else is hearing Guardian down and you're just there with like Orkin <laughs> again. Really? And I'm like, quiet just... guys, I am enjoying this. And then I just like make you sure know? I fall slower because I'm like the s- trying to time the swelling music to my death. I bet you if you timed it just right, you could write a sonnet as you're gliding I down probably in could. floof. Oh goodness. Uh the file that you find outside outside the door before you see is it Tanix the first time mm-hmm. is DSC 777 or likely DSC 777 SCB mm-hmm. I activate this and it all goes away sniffles cheers to that um, blue postulated that it's Sylvie Bray which isn't Sylvie the grandmother Mom. Mom? Who's the grandmother? Uh, grandmother has a name too. Uh, Sassy grandma who basically the best said grandma that ever. Clovis ain't. Hmm? The best grandma ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one yeah, I I loved I I like her. Um hang on, I'll look it up. 
I'm really annoyed okay. that I don't know that off the top of my head. Uh, Syl- Sylvie was Clovis Bray II's um, wife. Wife. Who gotcha. she also did not have a high um, perspective of Clovis. I, I mean, I don't I, know too many. I was about to say, Willa I'm like, uh, and I don't even know if Willa really technically had it. Um, because when you get Willa's entry from um, the raid gear, she has, she also has a few not nice things. That's the entire reason that she was developing SIVA was yeah um, it was a competitive it was a competitiveness to the exo program she was trying to achieve mm-hmm, immortality mm-hmm. in her own way mm-hmm. uh, we knew that from the sea from memory fragments yeah yeah it just mm-hmm. it, it got solidified with uh oh gosh uh luisa yeah. Lu- Lu- lucia lucia oh, okay. luisa remember we had this conversation lucia lucia, lucia. She she lives within the nature preserve, <laughs> partly because it's home and partly because she's avoiding her husband. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Sylvie, the Sylvie, next is, mechanic. It, sorry, uh-huh. Sylvie is talked about in the uh, Legacy Oaths cowl for the warlock armor. Uh, gotcha. We get her. We get her introduced. Actually, we are introduced to her through the eyes of Elsie after she has been made an EXO. Um, and Sylvie does not take kindly to that. She has very similar, similar views of Clovis the First as Luisa or Lucia does. That would mean that Sylvia is Elsie's mom. Correct. Or possibly she yeah. is the mother Elsie of, and Willa. Uh, uh-huh. And Alton. And what? And Alton. Yeah. I think. I want to say that those three are full siblings. So the last one you actually pick up to before you get to this, the the third part. Because the third part is when you crash the uh morning start. the station yeah mm-hmm. into europa right but there's a there's a battle up top though first with tanix yeah. right because that's the introduction of the blue augment mm. which is the the drone augment but i don't remember its actual title It's the it's the role that I I got to play the drone augment where you have to go from drone to drone and you have to tag him you have to tag Tanix in yeah. each area well, you have to get this is you still get the last one before the before this part because this is you still right get before you the still final get the two scenes before, yeah 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 mm-hmm. do you want to read that one then yeah 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 yeah. The last one is DSC 777 CLB. I'll set whispers on the wind for any future generations. Tales of the evil Clovis Bray brought forth. Which we are assuming CLB is Clovis Bray. 
It's really interesting that that is her decision to move forward is to try to sully the name. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the biggest insult that she can put against him. It really sure, is. But... Or one of the biggest insults is to not just deny him the immortality that the exoscience program offers, but also to slander his name for eternity so that he is, it's, it's like you take it, uh, you take his gift and you poison it. Um, you poison the well because it's like, yeah, you're immortal, but you're immortal because everyone remembers you for being a monster, not for being the Luca or the savior. You're the, you're I the, mean, you're the Dr. Frankenstein of this whole mm-hmm. thing. It's honestly, I don't feel like Clovis would feel that bad about it because he's still getting remembered. But she's also, but also remember she is destroying this entire process. So she's not, she's, she's, she's trying. Right, 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 right. Sorry. Yeah. So she's, she's doing like a dual thing. She is, she's denying him the benefit <laughs> of the immortality of becoming this Luca is the last universal. What was it? Last universal common ancestor i think is what it was mm-hmm. um so she's she's in the process of destroy or trying to destroy this and she's setting down all these like wi- as she calls whispers for the future generations of like this is the boogeyman this is like so sure he'll be remembered but he's not going to be present he's not going to be the luca he's going to be remembered as this fairy tale villain in in her like in the presentation, that's how I kind of took it is like she's like she's sullying his name for eternity so that a person who is a megalomaniac, who's a narcissist, um, you know, that is a huge, huge blow. There's so many things I want to say about current events that I'm not going to. Um, she is denying him his Twitter account uh, for eternity and that is really a painful thing for someone of that that personality because she's basically she's taking this thing that you know he kind of values above most everything and is like oh rubbing some dirt on it but rubbing some dirt on it in a way that it's like it's now dirtied and lesser than it was Mm mm-hmm yeah, I. Yeah, there's so many things, so many correlations. <laughs> I know Chad is just reeling at your. I'm sorry. Your I like that's. I'm trying I, so I'm, hard to not laugh. You have no idea. I, I. I mean, I'll be honest. That's literally when I read that. That's immediately what came to mind. I was like, yeah, it's well done because. He is, Clovis is a megalomaniac. He is a narcissistic a-hole who looks down on everybody and looks to manipulate things so that he is always the perfect example of, in in his own world, the perfect example of fill in the blank. And so what I read Elsie is doing here is basically using that as a psychological warfare against him. Like, she's like, not only am I going to, you know, throw a figurative and literal nuke into your, your machine. I'm also going to make sure that anytime someone thinks of your name, instead of being like the, Oh, like he's, he's this wonderful 
you know, whatever. It's like, no, they get sick at the mention of your name. Like they, they, they see you as the detriment to humanity, not the savior. You're everything that we don't want to be. Yeah. <laughs> Politics aside, Viru, megalomania Viru aside. has the best. <laughs> I will become the Luca. This claim is disputed. Can- Tannix fight. Tannix fight. First Tannix fight. Tannix was legs fight. Let's say that. Up in space, you're still on the Morning Star. You're still on the space station. You, it's a fairly straightforward fight. You're using the same augments. You add the new augment of um, what it, whatever the name of the blue one is. I cannot think of it. Mm-hmm. And you are managing a lot of enemies, and you are everybody has their job. And once you do your job, it goes by very quickly. I barely remember the fight because the team I was with was very good at it. So. Orchid, do you have some other insights that I don't know? Something about putting a bomb in a box yeah, at some point. So there are, you have the scanner operator and suppressor buffs um, that you want to use. And you have nuclear cores that you need to drop into boxes. So you collect them and swap them to other players as needed. Um so the suppressor actually shoots Tanix while standing under these drones. Um mm-hmm. and nuclear cores are deposited in the boxes. It's all just kind of chaos. But once you have your tasks and you're doing callouts, it's like fairly easy. Um It's fast. Too. It's very fast and everyone just kind of does their own thing and you just you have some swords out and just kind of like swipe at everything as you can. As you, like, run through. Um, And there are radiation debuffs. um, So you have to make sure that you get rid of it before 10, because you'll die otherwise. Um, Mm -hmm. So you can swap them between players, so you don't. So... But... um, the augments have to be swapped out to every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Because you'll get it taken away, right? That's what happens, or... I know the it's the suppressor. Mm-hmm. You'll have to get you'll switch more than likely at least once. But the bombs that you're placing or the cores that you're placing are what ends up blowing up the station, right? Like, am I remembering that right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, that's the reason the station blows up at the end. Yeah, it's because we're planting these cores. Yeah. Exactly. So we're we're putting bombs and we're getting readied, so it'll definitely do explodey bits. Um because we don't want it to explode when it hits the ground. <laughs> well, you're what you're doing is you're breaking you're you're destroying the the components within it that yeah. were installed to drive it down. And mm-hmm. then you're also breaking it apart so that when it does start that that's where the hard rain quest comes in. Is because these are the fragments of the Morning Star that we broke apart. Mm-hmm. They are coming down, but it's like meteor showers instead of you know mm-hmm. extinction level meteor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, the one thing you want to look out for when you're actually doing this encounter is to watch the windows as you're doing it mm-hmm. because it'll catch on fire and it's actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. 
That's really the mm-hmm. only thing you want to look out for. As far as like a environmental, yeah, an environmental thing. thing. And then after you do all the things and you complete it to the point where it triggers the next section, you run for your life. Mm-hmm. To yes. try to get away from Tanix. Uh, it does look Ish. pretty great. Um, and when you look behind you and he's just like bearing down on you. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah, it's great. It's the benefit of having legs, played... right? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I the only time I've played this raid, I played it as a warlock, and I was <laughs> trying so hard, so hard to get away from him. Mm-hmm. You're like, where's my speed? <laughs> Sentinel Grey laughed at me the entire time. It was fine. But uh, you finally get into a room where it's this chamber, mostly empty looking. You're able to slam the door behind you. You see Tanix kind of charging down the entire time. And then you fall back down to Europa. Mm-hmm. Thus completing yeah. the pyramid. It- hmm? Thus completing the pyramid. Yes. Almost. The pyramid ship shaped circle. Ish. I'm sure. You crash back in front of the exact same place that you go into the Deepstone Crypt. Mm-hmm. But now there's pieces of the Morningstar area all over it. There's just like three different sections. And in the middle is a giant pile of shrapnel and all these pieces. And somehow... Tanix builds himself a wheelchair real fast because he's got broken legs from falling. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you have a USB as a body. You just plug plug it in. Plug, and, plug it in. He's he's a plug and play exo, is what he is. Oh. Oh. Poor mm-hmm. poor Tanix. Poor Tanix. Poor Tanix. Orchid might have thoughts on this. You know the it. next it's... thing. <laughs> He's going to plug into like a toaster next. You know that's going to That's what happen. we're going to purchase is the Tanix Yotun toaster. It's going to have a little if thing of Tanix, Tanix on it. Tanix Yotun toaster. That would be I want somebody to put a Tanix sticker on it now. I don't want to sully the, the Yotun toaster with a Tanix. Though. It's not going to you're going to you're not going to sully a Yotun anything by putting anything on it. You'll just make Yeah, it you're better. right because the Yotun is too cool. Sure. That's that's the Is direction I was going. Yes. Yep. All the time. Yep. Oh. Yeah, wooden toasters huh. way too. Directions cool. directions were unclear. USB is now stuck in toaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Blue falls off my screen. I have a different <laughs> webcam than what ch- than uh stream can see. He just disappeared. <laughs> Uh, uh, final fight though is pretty much everything we've learned before mm-hmm. you have a suppressor you have scanners you have operators there's also a deep is it a debuff where you're carrying your gather it's not radiation is it radiation yeah it's radiation it's, 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 totally it's that herd thinner before 
Okay. Is that the herd thinner That's thing? That's the what? Is that the herd thinner? Is that... Herd thinner? I don't know. I There's haven't... a... You're carrying the nuclear bombs to the boxes oh, again. Oh, never mind. In the different a, sections. And you have to trade off often with a teammate mm. before you get there. Otherwise, the person gets too much radiation. The other thing is Tanix will um, trap you in mm-hmm. like a little web. Yes. And... It's like a bubble. Like a jelly bubble. Who is it? The, is it the operator that has to shoot it off? Yes. Right. And then what is the the suppressor has to obviously suppress him at certain points, but there's only a few points that he can do that. <laughs> yeah. So um, help, you help. It, you get it you get it twice. So you can split into three. You can split into three teams of two. Um, one team for each corner. Um, you get all three augments again. Um, you want to call out which core buckets are active, just like before. Um, you want to shoot Tanix's legs, um, to drop the cores. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's got like his weird little spindly leg things, because he's now a you know, flying dumpster fire. Um, so. <laughs> So you grab the cores and you carry them to the buckets, like switch because you're not going to make it mostly like you got to have a buddy. Um, so the operator will shoot the the purple jelly ball. Um, and then that's pretty much it. And you do that until you can do four nuclear cores. You can do four cores at once. I've never done four, but I know you can. And then you just do the damage phase, which is a giant yeah, blender of doom. Yes, and, and the electric, electric blender of doom, and then it just kind of rinse and repeat. Yeah, it's a fairly straightforward encounter. It didn't seem like there were. I'm sure it's more straightforward now for mm-hmm. for the people who did not do it day one. But mm-hmm. do we have any outside? Uh, blah 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 blah. Words are hard. Any outstanding questions about? Uh, yes, two. The, uh, we talked about Aramis's in-game with the Fallen. We talked about that in the intro session. I originally was thinking we were going to talk about it in this session, but we didn't. Uh, second one is a question I think uh, Orchid had from one of her contacts was, is Tanex dead finally? <laughs> the answer is, until we need him again, no. yes. Uh, yeah, because So the answer is no. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, yeah, he's not, no. He's not dead. Tanex is a cockroach um and then my <laughs> my endlessly infuriating question of the connection of Bacchus the adamantian with atrax one uh green this goes back to that con that that conversation we had on the behind the scenes stream in december uh with mm-hmm. the connection with mask of Bacchus. um there is a there is a big theory that Bacchus was responsible, or was not responsible, was instrumental in helping create Atrax One. The problem there is that we killed Bat- back, we killed Bacchus mm-hmm. well before right. a lot of this happened. So, question there is like, how does that align with the timing necessarily? Um, I don't know if you guys, if Green, you had any thoughts further on that. I mean, you and I were 
working on that little puzzle with Matthew, mm-hmm. trying to figure out the timing of everything. And I don't think I have any more thoughts than what we've discussed already. Okay. Yeah, because I know, let's see, we go after Bacchus in, geez, like right after at right after we take out pa- uh praxis we take out bacris um right before the glassway strike and the glassway strike is before we have the cutscene if i remember correctly we have the cutscene of aramis t- telling atrax to go prepare the body um Well, try to remember exactly where that it falls, but it's it's all pretty close together. Um, so technically, I guess there's some room that you could you could argue that Bacchus would be present. Uh, Bacchus was the captain that Aramis set as being responsible for gathering the House of Devils and all of their weaponry. Uh, from the Cosmodrome, and so when we there's a there's a point after we defeat the Praxis, uh, where the Guardian goes back to the Cosmodrome, and you meet up with Shahan, and basically you have to go hunt down Salvation Elites uh, to hunt down the Bacchus, um, where she is hiding in the Exodus Garden Two A Lost Sector. Um, uh, so when we defeat Bacchus, we basically put a stop to the recruitment of the House of Devils and all of the spider tanks that they were preparing to send to Europa, which then prompts Aramis into kicking off the Glassway Strike. Uh, so okay. that's where you you kill Bacchus and you immediately have to go back to Europa to jump into the Glassway to stop um, what we believe her to be doing is an a she's trying we think initially that she's trying to basically strong arm the vex into become into helping her what it turns out is that no she's actually she's actually um gathering the radiolarian fluid for creation of alkahest to then further create atrax 1 and possibly tanex the abomination um so that's where my confusion on Bacris being argued that was being instrumental in the creation of Atrax One, because the mask of Bacris is a conversation between an unknown party and Atrax about the equivalent of DER for the Fallen. Um, it's a it's a conversation about how Atrax needs to let go of her of her face, basically, of the mask that was her face. Um, and so then they give her a, you're going to get a little, little grotesque here real quickly. Um, basically whoever's speaking gives her a knife and has her carve off her own face. Um, and that is where the mask of Bacchus, uh, helmet comes from is basically, it is then forged into a mask, which is given to Bacchus and it's used as a way to that every time Atrox sees that helmet, it will remind her that she is not flesh and blood anymore she is something more um yes 
So that's where my confusion on the con- the mm. connection between those two. I don't. I'm not sure. But that's the only outstanding question I've had. All right. Well, I guess. Um, read that card as internal dialogue. Uh, Very was saying the campaign was kind of like the Clovis Beret journal in reverse with the Elixnius characters. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, shoutouts is next, and then we can wrap up the first 2021 stream of Focus Fire. Oh, my so, God. Green, what do you got for us? Um, my shout-outs are actually for the community managers, both uh, DMG and Cosmo right now. Just having to manage all the BS going on with just the two of them because they've uh, had a little bit of a drop in their numbers as far as community managers or community helper community liaisons and it's they're having to handle a lot of things on their own and just kind of keep them keep patience out there for them for some of the stuff they're dealing with right now mm-hmm. that's true Market. um i guess shout out to the destiny community in general um to the people who have been able to have opinions and not been super toxic about it Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of toxicity which is natural for the destiny community because when is there not toxicity in the destiny community legitimately we can't go a single freaking week without saying something but uh um it seems like it's been worse lately because i don't know if we're bored or something but um uh, something my mom used to say to me is if you have nothing nice to say then uh don't say it so maybe do that guys it's a good it's a good policy yeah um, i would call you what i usually call my own chat but i'm not going to because this is a family friendly um christian <laughs> minecraft stream so ymca strike um yeah. I like I exactly. like greens greens slant eyes there. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I'll I'll kind of back that. I, I think that again, you know, with everything going on this past year, what everything's going on in the current year so far, you know, we've only had the seven or eight day trial period so far, but you know, it looks like it's gonna continue to be uh insane. Um I think that it double downs on the importance of kindness and of patience and of willingness to hear other people's opinions and understand that they are opinions, not facts. Uh, same as your thoughts and opinions are exactly that. Uh, you know, no one has an absolute answer and everyone has a valid perspective. Uh, you may not agree with it. Uh, there is. A, an argument to be made on if it's a hundred percent valid. Uh, of course, there's there's different things, you know, harmful and all that. But without going down the nuance level, there, I think that the art of conversations and of civil discourse is a 
is a very important skill that we need to re we really need to figure out how to get back. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that for all the benefits that social media has brought to the table, one of the things that it has not has been exactly that. Uh, we, we have found, you know, on the different sites that I've, that I've been part of and that I've watched the creation of echo chambers is extremely easy and it's, uh, it's very dangerous. And we're, I think we're kind of seeing the fallout of those specific things. So, um, that being said, you know, just again, patience, kindness, you know, just treat other people, just, just treat them like human beings. That's what they are. It doesn't matter if you agree with them or not. They deserve your, the basic respect of a human being. Um, and I think that if you do that, you know, I have a strong opinion that it's really hard to mess that up. <laughs> um, if you're treating people like they're living, breathing people, um, it's kind of hard to, to mess that up. It's not impossible, but it takes, takes some doing. Um, but yeah, with all, with all that being said, without diving too far into the weeds and getting myself in trouble, um, I will just say as always, thank you for your time. And until next time, remember with wisdom, we conquer, stand strong, stand tall and keep exploring. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can be found at www.thelorenetwork.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments and or questions for the team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. So until next time, focus your fire, and may your light shine bright. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.